0: There is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, today, um, yeah, we're running it back, baby. It's, it's May. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on unless you're in the foster lawyer going to Davidson. Don't think I could squeeze a half-hour shot of that. MSU basketball schedule came out. We ain't going to Indiana. That's pretty cool. So, uh, other than that, let's just do more takes. Why not? I mean, you guys had a lot of good takes, so let's go. You are Locked On Spartans. Your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Hello. Happy Friday. Actually, hold on. Happy Friday the official sound of Friday right there. Uh, Happy Friday, guys. Welcome to the Lockdown Spartans podcast. Uh, Your team every day. Will usually does this part. I know I've gone solo a few times. Uh, I still screw it up every single time because Will is the professional of the two of us. But guess what? You get me right now. Uh, Will could come in later. Who is to say uh, right now he is trying to find his way Into Spartan Stadium and see if we can get 75,000 in there as soon as possible because the CDC mask mandates uh, are favorable to this fall. Uh, Guys, ahead of us, we have roughly a half hour, give or take five minutes, both sides, of just piping hot takes. Uh, The other day, if you're new to the show, uh, every Tuesday we usually do Take Tuesday. We're all give a take. Will will tell me if it's a good take or a whack take, but you know what? We uh, actually employed you guys on Twitter to give us your takes, the takes that you believe. And now we're going to harshly judge you to see if they are legit or if they're whack. Um, we got a lot of great participation on this one, a lot of great takes. So thank you, everyone. Uh, we did this yesterday uh, for the show as well. And I would bet that we're going to carry some of these even into next week, too. Uh, that's how not just how many we got, but that's how many good ones we got ahead. So, um why am I wasting time? You guys want to hear your takes. Uh, so I, I, I guess I should take away, right? All right, so first one, uh, we're going to start off with Sparty My Take. This comes from Sparty My Take. It's simple. Just seven words. That's all he has, but it says a lot. MSU has a player drafted next year. Uh, as we know, draft streak has come to an end. we got to start a new 80-year Streak, uh, and Will, my co-host, is actually not just a strapping gentleman, but also an author of a great newsletter, uh, Spartans Will with one L. dot dot com. He did this piece a, a few weeks ago, listing a bunch of players who he thinks could be on the radar for NFL draft. Uh, now, all these names he gave aren't like guarantees to get drafted. You know, he, he doesn't expect all nine of these guys to to go next year, but I think. Going back to Sparty, my takes take. its a mouthful. Uh, yeah, I think it's legit. I, I think it gets started next year. I mean, seven rounds, almost every team is getting you know a player selected once a year. I mean, MSU had a hiccup this year. But, yeah, I think they get back on the draft streak wagon. And uh, I'm just going to read right off of Will's sub stack. I'm going to just steal his work and take credit for it. But... He starts off with a guy who I also agree could be MSU's best shot next year. Uh, Kenneth Walker III. If you've heard, oh God, probably just even one episode of this podcast, uh, you know how much we, especially Will, who's much smarter than I am, how much we love Kenneth Walker. Um with that said, I think he might be a day three pick. I think a lot of these guys are day three. I don't think MSU gets his streak started again in, well, especially the first day, unless someone just completely blows up. Uh, or second day, I think this will be a handful of three or third day guys right here. Starting with Kenneth Walker, I think he could be someone that's, I don't know, fourth or fifth round. Who am I to say? He's still got a whole entire season coming up ahead of him to move up or down. Um, but also with that, too. Anthony Russo is an interesting guy as well. Uh, he like I, what, what scouts like about Russo is the size, the arm. Yes, his sh- decision. I can't talk. Decision making. There we go. Nailed it. Um, could use a little bit of work, of course. Uh, playing four years in a row with four different offensive coordinators. Probably isn't helping Russo too much, but he has the raw size and skill there, where he could, once again, be a day three pick, and also two offensive linemen, too, that are probably worth uh, putting some metaphorical money on. Kevin Jarvis, AJ R. So, yeah, I don't think there's anyone that's going to be a complete lock for the draft of those four guys, but I would... Bet money that at least one of those four. Um, but, yeah, guys, Spartanswill.substack.com. He's got a lot of other names up here. And two other names he had on there is what I'm going to parlay into the next take from Owen Shue, 13. His take is Jalen Naylor and Jaden Reed both get drafted. Both. MSU's two marquee receivers. Both. Playing on Sundays, both going in the first seven rounds. (sighs) Don't get me wrong, I can see it. I think they're great players. Uh, I do. And also, you should take what I say with a complete grain of salt. Uh, Lore knows that I'm not a draft expert. However, I I think it's going to be hard for both of them to go, perhaps. Uh, What Speedy Naylor has in speed kind of lacks in size. Standing at 5'11", although, of course, that didn't really matter to Rondell Moore. But then also, of course, at the same time, Speedy Naylor isn't quite Rondell Moore either. Um, Jaden Reed also, whatever, he you know, slightly lacks in speed. He's still very quick. Uh, he does make up for in size, six feet tall. So it, it's, it's tough for me to say that, yes, both receivers will get drafted. And you know what else is at the back of my head, too? Is that MSU has had a lot of good receivers in the past, like Burbridge, Cunningham, Martin. And those are drafted guys, but there's also been some really good guys that haven't gotten drafted, most recently, like Cody White, Felton Davis. Um, let's see. I forgot if Keith Mumford did or not, but you get what I'm saying. I, I, I it's, it's in my head. It's in my head that just because you're a good receiver at MSU doesn't mean it's automatic you're going to get drafted. So maybe that's more the fan of me talking than the uh, NFL draft expert talking, but that's the way I see it. So uh, so I'm going to go fake here. I'm going to go no It's not the way it's going to go. I think one gets drafted, the other one doesn't. Give me Jaden Reed as the guy that gets drafted. Yeah, that sounds about right, doesn't it? All right, I'm going to do one more football one. Uh, This is from Odell Bretham Jr. Uh, I love this one. This one is uh, just incredible. Hamphay has a career similar to Lewerke and Cousins. Ooh, that's right. Now, when I see Lewerke and Cousins... What, what I see is, of course, guys that somewhat, like, more so with Lewerke, obviously, than Cousins, but, like, could use their legs somewhat. I know Fei isn't really known for that either. But what I see in them is, obviously, someone who took over sophomore year and then rode out, for Cousins, a fine career. And for Lewerke, well, a career that started off really promising, and then by way of injury, um... Self-inflicted wounds as well, and also just general roster makeup and team play and coaching. Uh, didn't really have the career that he wanted, so I'm going to take the Kirk Cousins side of this because you guys know me. I love Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, for Hamp Faye to be a three-year starter, I think, will be tough, especially if Thorne wins the job this year. That's really going to limit Hamp Faye. That means he'll only have two years at the tail end of his college career to make things happen. Um I think the best shot for this to happen, though, is if Russo gets the job, Thorne doesn't take a liking to that so much to the point that he transfers out because he knows that the guy behind him is the coaching staff's first quarterback that they recruited because Thorne, of course, was a D'Antonio guy, and let's not act like there's never politics in sports. I mean, coaching staff brings Fay on. They might take a liking to him more than Thorne. Despite him showing pretty good signs in spring ball, um, that's the only shot I see of like Hanfey getting that much playing time to have a career progression like Kirk Cousins. I don't really want to see him have the progression as Lurkey. I liked Lurkey; he was fine, but phew, that sophomore year left uh, the junior and senior seasons to leave a lot to be desired. But so I'm gonna go. It's tough because Lurkey and Cousins are a little different here, but I'm gonna go with. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to say he's more Cousins than he is Lewerke. And by that, I mean, like, growth, gradual, like, sophomore year. Okay, he's good. Junior year, a little better. Senior year, okay, hey, we got a guy now because I'm a Hamp Hamphrey disciple. I'm a big fan, just like Odell Bradham is right here. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with, yeah, that's that's fine. He might not get the three-year starter starting position that Cousins got, but I think that his two years or... We'll call it two and a half. Maybe he does get some work in his sophomore year. Hopefully, in blowout games, uh, takes off that way. So, all right, guys, we're gonna cut it to our first break right now. Um, we got a lot more after this. Uh, a lot of fun too. I mean, this has been a really fun segment, thanks to all you guys. But first, gotta talk to you, beautiful people, about BetOnline.ag. Your sportsbook experts, of course. Uh, BetOnline. AG is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Guys, baseball season is in full swing. Uh, track the action at Bet Online. We also got the latest and greatest odds for all your sporting needs like the NBA, NHL, both of their playoffs are coming up very soon, and UFC MMA action. And of course, one time for the Preakness uh, concert ticket, by the way. That's uh, who I'm going to bet on. Concert ticket is the, your Preakness winner coming up. Uh, guys, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in. Into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% right back in your bankroll, baby. That's betonline.ag, your sportsbook experts, 50% off welcome bonus. Get that with promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on. I'll say it again, guys. Betonline.ag, your sportsbook experts. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, we got more takes, of course, because it's Take Tuesday, not a Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you got some fun weekend plans coming up ahead. If you're in the Metro Detroit area, weather's looking sublime coming up. And if you're not, you know what? The day's still going to look great because you're there. That's right. Here to boost your self-esteem, too. All right, let's, uh, you know what? Let's let's take this one. I really like this one from uh, Sheriff Post. Uh, and everyone has an opinion on the saga that just unfolded with the Amani Bates. But this one... This one is something that I've heard, too, because I feel like I've heard 38 different um, theories on what happened and whatnot. But Sheriff Post writes, Imani was never coming to MSU. He loves Izzo and the program, so as as a favor for all the help and hype on the way, he, quote, committed to State to help Sparty on the recruiting trail. I like that one. There's also a lot of layers to that one because I also agree with some of this. Like, I especially love the part where he says he loves Izzo in the program. I do think that Imani really does like Michigan State. I do. He rooted for them growing up. He went to a ton of games at Breslin Center. I do kind of agree with Imani was never coming to MSU. I can't lie. If you listen to our emergency podcast after Imani committed, Will and I were ecstatic uh, yes, we brought up really quick, hey, like, "Hey, what if he doesn't come?" But at the time, yeah, I, I thought he was coming. No doubt, I was euphoric. I, I couldn't see straight. I was uh, just absolutely blown, blown away with what was going on. Um, with that said, after the dust settled, hours, days, weeks start lingering. It's like, was that how legit was that? Did that was that? PR for their prep school they were making because it seemed weird that even the MSU coaching staff didn't know about that. So for the Imani was never coming to MSU part, obviously it's true because he just decommitted a few weeks ago. So duh, that's true. Um, but it also felt true like as time went on as well. None, of, no one on the coaching staff was really keeping close connection with him either because well, the Bates camp locks things down pretty hard. Now the one I don't agree with although MSU did benefit from this is the he committed to Michigan State to help Sparty on the recruiting trail portion of this if you remember I believe that Pierre Brooks was the only guy that was on the class when Amani, quote-unquote committed to MSU after that you get Akins. After that, you get uh, Enoch Blache, who is now going to be a Sudden Devil next year, of course, because the Hurleys have unlimited salary caps somehow. Uh, and also Jaden Aikens as well. So don't get me wrong. Like, Amani's name on that recruiting class, assuming he was going to reclassify, uh, certainly helped probably. It, it probably didn't hurt you at all that you guys were getting these great names after he committed. However, with that said, I am way too jaded, way too cynical of a person to think that he committed to MSU to help them with recruiting. I I think it's just simple as this. The the Bates family knows what they have. They they know they have this awesome opportunity in front of them to get multi-generational wealth in Imani Bates. They have been treating him as if he is a corporation ever since, and I'm not saying that's wrong. Uh, The kid's going to be making... (laughs) Minimum seven figures, upwards of, well, you see the money that Zion's making. You see the money that the guy he's compared to all the time, LeBron's making. Uh, I think they're doing okay in the bank account. So, yeah, they're being very careful with him. They are maximizing what they can get for him. What I saw in that commitment ceremony, especially with blindsiding the coaching staff, you guys probably know where I'm going with this. I I do think it was just PR work for uh, their new Yipsy Prep school that they were opening up. I don't think it was any more than that. I don't think they are throwing MSU a, a favor. I don't think they are throwing them a bone. Yes, did it benefit them? Of course. Was that their intention? I'm too jaded to think that, man. I, I don't think Imani really had a lot of control, too, over what was happening. And I could be dead wrong, but just the way I see it from the outside looking in, uh, he's got friends on the team, really loves Michigan State. Sure, he would have liked to play here for a year, but sometimes it's not up to you, right? Sometimes uh, if there's opportunity to make some moolah sooner than uh, it would have been had he gone to Michigan State, well, that's the way the chips fall. So I agree with uh, one-third of it. I agree with the he loved his own-the-program part. I kind of agree with the Imani was never coming to MSU, and I disagree with the he committed to help Sparty on the recruiting trail portion. But you know what? I like that attitude, though. I'm very envious of you. I wish I could think like that, but... No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, just, I'm too cut up and rough around the edges to uh, think that life is just that friendly and that good in college sports. So here we are. Uh, this next one is from MSU. Tutter D. Fine gentleman. Fine person. Simply put, Jeremy Langford should be a top three back in MSU history behind Ringer and White. Of course, Javon Ringer, Lorenzo White. You're not... Going to get a big argument out of me here. Uh, that, is a, that is a correct take. That is just, yeah, patently correct. Certainly looks like L.J. Scott was going to rock it up there after his freshman year, but yeah, be like that sometimes. Uh, yeah, Lankford is the man. I mean, undeniable in the Rose Bowl season, 2014 25 Like, he, he was incredible. Now, of course, the guy that we're leaving off is... Le'Veon Bell, who was a dynamite, especially his senior season. The senior season is really where he made hay, uh, being second place in program history for single-season rushing yards with 1,793. That's a craft ton. Let's also remember how good... Let's try that again. Lorenzo White was. Uh, he has the record for single-season rushing yards with 2,066. Just a sprinkle it, 66 on top of there. Uh... He has the most rushing yards total, career, 4,887. Javon Ringer right behind him. And actually, you take a while to get to Jeremy Langford as far as um, rushing yards go for career. Uh, Jeremy Langford is actually eighth of all time. Ahead of him is Le'Veon Bell, TJ Duckett, Cedric Irvin, Blake Ezor, and Tico Duckett. But still, like just what Langford did on those teams between 2013 to 15, I got to go with him. So there you have it, guys. All right, well, I think we should come back. I think we should take a nice little break. Come back, third segment, ball out, do some takes, and I think, well, we're going to be joined here by a nice co-host that I'm sure all your ears are yearning for. All right, guys, be right back. But first, guys, we're going to hear from Bilt Bar. Built Bar. My, my voice is shredded right Bill now. Built right, Bar. I'm
1: here. Do you know that Bilt Bar, Will, is
0: talking to me in my ear right now? You probably can't hear him. Or yeah. Maybe you can. I, oh yeah, you can. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. Uh, guys, did you know that Bilt <sighs> Bar has nine delicious flavors? And plus the occasional limited time flavors that absolutely mm-hmm. slap. Uh, let's just bang out the nine right here. Coconut. Mm-hmm. Coconut almond. Mm-hmm. Cherry. Mm-hmm. Raspberry. Mint brownie. Peanut butter brownie. Double chocolate. Salted. Caramel. Guys, there is a flavor for everyone out there. And uh Well I'm gonna ask you right now, I'm gonna put you under the gun. Favorite flavor? Go right now. Peanut butter brownie. Yeah. Peanut on. butter brownie. See? I, I am mean, a mint brownie. Mint brownie sort of guy. I do love coconut almond, but uh I mean Bill Bar, we've been talking about it for what seems like years. For good reason too. They absolutely slap. Uh most of the flavors have seventeen grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams not carbs. I mean Like And if if it's not, it's very, very close to that. They are amazing flavors. They taste incredible, incredible. Uh, And, guys, even more incredible, this promo code I'm about to slap you in the face with right now. Uh, Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15, all one word, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Guys, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So what's up? Is this is this the third segment, or are we doing... This is like... the
1: third segment.
0: Okay, we're just going for it then. All right, Will, I've already plugged your uh, newsletter right off the top. Uh, okay. Spartan, my take had a great question about drafted players. Owen Shue followed up with another great question. But you know what, Will? It's third segment time. It's no longer the first segment. So let's get into it. I love this one from Slam Shady SSB. This is like low-key, probably one of the hotter takes here, and a very creative one. Keon Coleman gets surprising minutes as a freshman, mm. then by a sophomore is scoring at least 6 to 10 points per wow. game. Love that. That That's a take with some moxie on it. That's what that is. Some sizzle on that steak. Sizzle. That's tough. That's tough. It's really – okay, so I'm going to start at the back and work my way in reverse. Okay. It's It's very hard for me to see him – playing enough to even average six to ten points a game even by sophomore year keep in uh, mind
1: how, keep in mind that he's missing games to start the season
0: that's gonna hurt so with that said i I think I'm gonna agree with get surprising minutes as a freshman and here's why because i just don't think he'll play as a freshman like am, am i cheating by saying that is why i'll be surprised because i don't I don't think he'll just, like, not get walk-on minutes. I,
1: I just... I... So you'll be surprised if he plays at all?
0: Yeah, I will. And I know that's still the plan and nothing's changed yet on paper. But, man, it's really tough to be a dual-sport athlete in college, especially these days. It's very tough. And I-, I know he's good. I know he's very athletic. I know this is what he wants to do. And mm-hmm. probably he was promised he would do, but... Yeah. So... I don't think he will, but if he does take the court, then, like, yeah, I'd be surprised. So that's how I'm kind of going to cheat around that and say, yeah, I'll agree with that he gets surprised minutes because it, literally one second on the court would be enough to surprise me. Um, sophomore year, 6 to 10 points. I don't know if that's a good thing if he's playing enough sophomore year to even average 6 to 10 points. That means something not good has <laughs> happened with everyone else on the team, right?
1: <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. I don't know what to make of him at all. It's tough,
0: right? It is.
1: Um, I would be more surprised if he averaged six to ten points as a sophomore than I would be if he wasn't on the basketball team anymore as a sophomore
0: sure uh, yeah uh, kind of a line there yeah. yeah
1: like if he plays football well as a freshman has a good season looks promising goes through basketball and it's just like not gonna get any minutes at all in basketball and he's coming into his sophomore football season like hey yeah you might have a uh, a big big upside here kid it might be you know it might behoove him just to focus on football, like he you know you nice. you give it a shot, you gave it the old college try, um but it became evident like hey Literally, there's yeah. there's a real football future here, I could see that being more likely than him playing i don't know twenty two minutes a game as a sophomore,
0: yeah, no, I get it and. So this next one, this is probably the hottest take I've seen, and I, I saw a few people in, in my mentions with this, so I'm not going to put it on one person. And I'm also going to try to like not be so, super mean about it. Um, the take is this: MSU makes the Final Four next season. <laughs> I I don't want to I don't want to come off as a jerk because I, I I love all you people, but the question I have is like, d- imagine last season, right? I don't think that went necessarily well. No. Now take the best player on that team and remove him. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I I listen, I know that Hauser will probably be better. I know that we mm-hmm. got some talent coming in in the freshman class. Uh Gabe Brown's returning Marquis Marquise, that's nice. Marcus Bingham in an increased role will be much better. You had some addition by subtraction, losing some guys to the transfer portal. I still don't think that's really enough to be a top dog in the nation, though, necessarily. Right? I, yeah, it's that... It's this team didn't lose in the Elite Eight to UCLA. They lost in the first four to UCLA and took a miracle to even get to that point in the last few weeks of the season. Yeah. And the main reason you got to that point in the last few weeks of the season will be drafted here in a little bit. So that's... is re- I love it. We asked for takes. That's a hot take. I'm not, I'm not take-shaming. I just certainly don't agree with it. That's... <laughs> But, hey, I've been wrong before. I mean, hell, that probably should make you even more confident that I think that they won't make a Final Four, for being honest.
1: Yeah, it's um, tough for me to get there. I think they can definitely be better. Um,
0: they will be better, I think. I think. I th- I'm not going to yeah. win right now. I just don't know how much better, necessarily.
1: We'll see what happens. I mean, there's still two scholarship spots. and I mean, the portal kind of dried up quickly, but there's also still people... Coming in and out and in and out. So, I don't know. Like, if you tell me in a couple months they get Marcus Carr in the portal and someone mm-hmm. else. Okay, now we can have a conversation about we We're, we're talking then. Until you know, can then. Can
0: I jump across the other side of the table, actually, and argue? Like, uh, I'm going to lay out – I'm going to state the case for Final Four. And this mm-hmm. is really all I have to rely on. The Big Ten won't be as strong next year. So maybe you compete better and get like a higher seeding when March Madness does roll around. I know I'm really grasping here for for something, <laughs> but that's that that's the best I could offer you here as far as like talking myself into believing that a Final Four run is possible.
1: Yeah, and honest, like weird season should be a normal season.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Normal season, better chance that. What we've seen Izzo and his staff be able to do, developing a roster and a team over a season, like a better chance of that happening. You know, it's rare you get a Michigan State team that has its peak in November, right? Usually doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Um, so, yeah, and there's still talent there. Like maybe under norm- normal circumstances, the conference a little easier. You have some confidence-building games mixed in there as well. The schedule is favorable which we should have talked about that but we'll do it next week. Sure. Um man. yeah, I could see them you know, tournament time, 5, 6 seed, get hot, couple good matchups, boom, you're in the sweet 16, elite 8 and then it's one game from there, right? Mhm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not all the way there. I don't I would say second tournament would be like as far or second weekend of the tournament is as far as I'm willing to go at at this moment, but there's still two scholarship spots. And uh, a lot of uncertainty and some more optimism than I think maybe, I don't know, maybe more optimism than we would have had a a couple of weeks ago, just sort of looking at it, just because the season is going to be pretty normal, it seems like.
0: Absolutely. So I got two from relentless underscore MSU here, and maybe this rides us off into the sunset of the weekend, or not, just (laughs) to say. Uh, the first one is I refuse to say El Teco is not the go to Mexican restaurant in mm. East Lansing will
1: you you said that weird
0: I did. I'm trying to decipher what it, I refuse to say El Esteco is not the go to okay. restaurant. So it sounds to me like it's a double negative. It's a double He's negative. He's saying yeah. El Esteco okay. is the go to yeah.
1: Mexican restaurant in East Lansing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is your thought on that?
0: I'm going to agree here because, and I, I feel bad saying this, but like, I. <laughs> Los Tres Amigos had a special <laughs> place in my heart. Like, they slapped. They were awesome. And But the, here's the thing, too. It's like we put up with so much, like, incorrect – or like. and I hate to go full Karen here. Like, just <clears throat> just patently the raw food brought to your table, like, waiting an hour and a half for – like, not even for a table. Like, that's fine. It's a busy place. But, like, from ordering to getting your food or sitting there for 45 minutes and not even seeing a waitress and, like – after, like, dozens of trips there, it added up, and it was, like, finally one day. We waited an hour, and we weren't even, like, being seen by waitress. We're, like, I, fuck, we're out of here. We're, we're never coming back. So, God, but they were so good that we did put up with their BS for so long. So, with that said, yeah, L.S. can have the crown. That's fine. <laughs>
1: Incorrect. Uh, Fiesta Chara is the correct answer. Ooh, too. that's a
0: good one. That's a good one. I like that one. There we and go.
1: then I don't even know if they're open anymore. There's this place in Old Town Lansing that I know it's not East Lansing, but Old Town Lansing that absolutely crushed. Um, made Los Trace and El Estaco look like Chipotle, basically. Make, made them look like Taco Bell. I going to Chipotle in my top three, honestly. I do want to. So. <laughs> uh, Fiesta Chara, for me, was where it was at. And there was one right by my house um, when I lived uh, at MSU, but they took her down and moved it. They moved to, like, DeWitt, so there's, like, three mm. locations now, which was a bummer.
0: And the second one he has is the Miami-Michigan State game is screaming Ultimate Tailgate Fest of the yeah. 2021 season. Am I cheating if I do, like, a 1A and a 1B? Is thats is that is – that out of bounds like i gotta dig my feet into one take or because nah. the youngstown state game and miami in back-to-back weekends like i know it's youngstown state but still that is the first tailgate of the year yep. first tailgate in two years like that yep that's that is one. gonna be a banger that's gonna lot be a, a, a lot of oh, it's, optimism too a half a lot of it's youngstown of state of course yeah as
1: long as they if they beat northwestern that that youngstown state tailgate is gonna slap
0: with that said though, man
1: the Miami game, like I'm I'm going down there for the game. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And a
0: lot of other people are. Like if it's anything remotely close to what we saw at Arizona State a few years ago where the Spartans storm Tempe, like pfft, yeah, that's that's going to be an, a riot, man. That's going to be a hoot and a half, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do 1A, 1B. I mean, it's as weird as it sounds to say out loud. A Youngstown State game is probably 1A, but Miami game?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I cannot wait for that one. It'll be good. <laughs> they, they will both
1: be good for everyone making the trips.
0: That'll be nuts, yeah. And if you're looking up airfare, uh, Fort Lauderdale Airport, way cheaper than Miami. So There you go. All
1: right, end the show, Matt.
0: Uh, well, I, I got trivia, right? Yeah. You have to say I other things. Thanks so much I for know. listening.
1: We'll be back on Monday. We will talk about the football or the basketball schedule. <laughs> rate review, subscribe to the podcast. Listen to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast, Matt Trivia.
0: Uh no, I got a fact. Our, our trivia streak broke. Sorry. Mm. Alright, here we go. Senior Tom Milkovich broke his collarbone on the eve of the nineteen seventy-three Big Ten Wrestling Championships. Mm-hmm. But the Spartan star went on to seize his fourth conference. Title. That's very impressive. I gotta say, he's more of a man than I am. That is all right. That is go green.